Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. I have Amy Andrus here with me. She's my friend and former therapist. And today we're going to talk about moving through the messy middle of uncoupling, divorce, separation. And the craziest part of this podcast is it's not for you if you're like, Uh, we know we're getting divorced. It's maybe you're in a relationship that you're happy, but there's maybe some more that's missing. And so this was a process that I went through this year in 2021 to let go, move through, plan for my future and to fall back in love with me even more. So Amy is the one who introduced me to the conscious uncoupling and the work that went along with that book. So she's here to help kind of to walk that through because Amy knows I was scared and terrified. And Amy Amy knows because I've also been through divorce and it is, it is terrifying. Yeah. Somebody said today, divorce, was the hardest thing I've been through and also the largest gift I've received and it is that and you don't feel that until you feel it and (laughs) so we're talking we're not talking about the great stuff right now we're talking about the beginning the messy the heavy that I don't know if we're getting divorced or should we separate which I think a lot of people feel at some point in a marriage well I think that's I mean, I, I also, I think everyone can benefit from going through and doing this work because Mm -hmm. whether you are, you know, I, I know the first time divorce was ever mentioned in my marriage and I, in retrospect, I wish I would have done this work then because it's really not about, okay, we are getting divorced. Okay. Let's do this work to see how we can do this in from a space of most compassion it's all right a place of growth what is it it's really all about your relationship with yourself so it really is that's what this work is all about is really getting to the commitment that you have to the relationship with yourself so i want to be able to say this is not just for if you're getting divorced and you're getting separated, do this. It's if that word has been thrown out and you're at that space, because I, I mean, with you, Ashlyn, what if you would have done that work four years earlier, you know, yeah. the first yeah. time the word is thrown out. <laughs> that would have been 22 years ago. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it was every year. <laughs> so, um, so, I, I cannot believe that was only 2021. When you yeah. say that, I'm like, hmm, really? It feels like longer. Been, yeah, 10 months, the longest months of my life, but it, the best, 
worst. It's the craziest thing to describe. And I really don't know how to put it into words, but I'm going to figure that out. (laughs) It's growth, right? And grace and suffering, but meaning in the suffering and just one of, one okay. of my favorite parts is um, Thich Nhat Hanh is talking about, you know, turning that what is rotting into compost for growth. Yeah. So. It really is. I Okay. So when I read this book, I was going down to St. George. I have a podcast mm-hmm. I did about that where I took a week and I just basically ran away and said, I need to be alone. Because my aloneness is where I find my clarity and where I find, you know, I allow myself the, the let go of the responsibility of parenting, of being a boss, being a friend, all the things and just showing up for me. And so I needed that space. I went to my hometown of St. George, Utah, went to those red rocks. And this is the, you told me you've got to read this book. You told um, my former husband and I both to read the book. So I'm listening to this book while hiking in those red rocks. And I have so many notes on my phone because in the book, it's asking you to do the work, right? And oddly enough, like it's, it is a beautiful book and it is beautiful work, but it's also, I'm like, I've done this before in a different setting. Right. I did it after betrayal. Right. But it was like, I'm in this new arena where my ground is unsure. And I feel, I felt like my life was being determined by my partner. I didn't have ownership of what was happening in my life. And I don't like that feeling. No one likes that feeling. No one likes that. I mean, uncertainty and feeling like a victim. Those two together, you know, bring out scarcity feelings in all of us right yeah and I think I mean I felt victimy for sure in the beginning that that beginning is heavy heavy and your beginning was probably more incredibly heavy than mine I don't even I don't even know what I can say (laughs) my beginning really when I look back my beginning is when I started to do my work, not what was happening to me, but all right, I've got to step into this space of even if it is 95% his fault, I have to get to my 5% way that I showed up, or I will never be able to move forward in, in life the way I want to. So it's that's this work is doing that 5%, 10%, 50%, whatever percent. I don't even know how we bring it into percentages, but it's about what is it about you that you're showing up this way in your relationship and why are you continuing to do that? It's, it's all work about yourself. You're so right on. And I remember one of our last therapy sessions before divorce was like, this is for sure the choice. This is what we're doing. And I remember you said, what percentage is Ashlyn? And it was like 1%. It's 1% her fault. And it yet that 1% was strangling. Absolutely. Well, but the 1% for you taking that weekend and, you know, and, and the work like is really, they say more than anything, it's take 30 minutes a day, go take a weekend and grind it out. But it's about looking at what is, 
what is my 1% that I am yep. responsible for? See, and But also what I loved about the process was, yes, I was looking at my part the whole time. And, yes. but I was also, it makes, it forces you to see the good, right? What are the blessings that came because of this relationship? Because there's plenty, right? And oh. we can't just ignore all the good. And right. say, now this bad thing is in our space. So now it's all bad. And then it forced me. So I go through and I have my list of all the blessings, right? And I can say, I felt all these things and it was blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, well, let's talk about some of the issues that you would, you're really excited to be done with. Right. And that was like, oh, that was like probably the beginnings of me letting go that I was, and I think you were both, I think maybe we're in the same boat, but my partner chose to, he wanted the divorce, not me. Yeah, same. Is that your case? Yeah. Okay. So that feels heavy. One, rejection, right? We already don't feel enough, like all the things, right? And then to, to realize, okay, there is a ball in my court. I'm not just playing, like getting hit by the dodgeball. We're playing together. And I can be grateful for the what was, and I can also be grateful to be done. Absolutely. And I think what I experienced and what I witnessed you experience is how can I be in this space with love and grace and abundance with sorrow and fear? And it's putting mm -hmm. all of that together, but... The, one of the proudest moments I've ever experienced was being able to walk through that space with grace and mm. not feeling like I was playing dodgeball and throwing, it was that space. And that's what this work is, is looking at yourself and honoring the love. I mean, when you're together 20 years, you have to honor your grief yeah. and your, uh, you have to honor that space in order to be in a a place of abundance and love while at the same time going through grief, the grief of letting go and moving forward. So yeah. I love it. And you modeled it for me. And I do remember being just like, no, I don't want to do this nice. I don't want to be, I don't want to do it the way that I'm taught. I don't want to show up again and be strong. Like I'm sick of being strong. I'm sick of doing the work it's always my fault kind of crap. And yet he kind of felt the same. Like it's also always my fault and I'm sick of doing the work. And, you know, ironically, we had a lot of the same feelings. Oh, and you're so amazing. I'm like, Ashlyn, you sat in that space for five minutes until it's like, okay, here's this work. I'm going to go take a weekend and do it. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It was, fine. I, that was my like four-year-old self. Like, fine. I'll go yeah. do the stupid work I more. I know. I love that you're saying it's like, so many of the concepts you've gone through with betrayal, trauma, mm -hmm. but then going through it again in, I mean, grieving. And it's, it's accepting the grieving process. And it really is. And moving and, and, you know, probably the people listening, they've been through grief. We've all had grief in some way of life, but I swear I forget every time. And I'm like, wait, I thought I felt good. And then this wave comes and knocks me down. And I have so many, you know, I'm riding high on the waves right now. And I feel so good. 
but yeah, I'm not dumb. I know that there could be a day where it falls and, and not a wave crashes. Not, not could be, but will like expectedly, yeah. but not being, yeah. Like, like not being fearful, but also accepting that that's okay. Especially I have friends who've remarried and, and they're like, what the heck? I don't miss my former partner, but I have this wave of grief. I love my new partner. What do I do with that? And it's like, just feel it. It doesn't mean you want to be with them, but you can grieve and be sad. And you can honor, you know, that's 20 years you have, I mean, on such, I always say cellular level, but you have, you are Mm. so intertwined. If you add up all of those days and months and years and experiences, Mm -hmm. like they are all in you. Um, And so to dishonor that and quickly think, okay, I, I'm done with this. I don't want to even acknowledge that that exists. I feel like you're cutting (laughs) off like yourself because that's all in you. Yes. And truthfully, somebody um, said like, I can't believe you left all your photos up of you and Kobe, my former. Like we, I mean, we're all over the internet together. And sometimes I see a photo and I do want to barf, (laughs) but hey. Right. And I, yeah, I've wanted to for you. (laughs) But it's there and there's no part, like I've deleted a lot on my phone, but I've kept a lot too, because it's still a part of my life. It's still a part of my children's life. And so, yeah, like I can't just erase that. You can't, that is to do a monumental disservice to yourself because that's, that's, that's a large part of your patchwork quilt history, you know, if you, if you like went through this beautiful patchwork quilt that had some uglier squares than cuter squares, and you're just eliminating the squares that had, I mean, you're not going to have much of a quilt, right? (laughs) So no, I love that. I haven't either. All of my scrapbooks, you know, 20 years, this is our life and this is real. It is. And it's tricky. So Okay. Um, one, I have a couple quotes. I mean, I wrote down a bajillion things when I was reading this book, but, um, one thing is that I learned is call him the former partner, former husband, former wife, or the husband instead of, or ex. And I, I did a reel on this on Instagram and it got, it went viral. I think, cause I had a misspelling. No, but people were kind of like, either they were like, oh, this is a brilliant idea. Because for me, the, the sound even of X, it just sounds negative. Even if you're like, we're totally amicable, we're happy. And if you're not happy, it only adds to it. And so for me, just switching that to former husband, or I just call him my former all the time, like my former, nothing anyone else. my former, former partner, whatever. It, it helps other people around me know, Hey, you can respect this former partner. You don't have to bash him, but also I don't. Well, Ashlyn, I love talking about the language bias because that is a tool for, I mean, the way that the language that again is a gift that you are giving yourself. You recognize your body, how your body resonates to my former ex. feeling that, uh, that the contrast in yourself, I mean, it's, 
it's again mm. the gift you're giving to yourself but then also allowing space for everyone in your life to yes to not feel that sting yeah especially when it comes to dating if i start saying my ex husband this and ex it like i don't know it just comes off a little bit different right it's honoring it's honoring yeah. and again like i said it's the gift you're giving to yourself by not having that sting which um, one of my greatest goals is, and it's still there, that I don't ever want to become bitter. I can yeah. be angry, but not, I don't want to be, I don't want to be bitter. And X is yeah. kind of bitter words. I like that. And I like the separation because I think we muddle it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because I, yeah, I love that. When you text me and you're like, okay, so what even is, is this just a, a way we're dressing up the word divorce? <laughs> My headphones are not. Um, yeah. Okay. And, it's, and it's like, no, it's not a, it's not a dressing up the word for divorce. The being conscious about it is allowing yourself to be able to step into a space of generosity and compassion mm -hmm. and grace and goodwill and seeking to do um it it harms you to to inflict damage so it's like okay how can we there's been enough pain and hurt here how mm -hmm. can we turn this this rotting into compost how can we how can we have growth here so it's minimizing the casualties and the damage mm -hmm. and filling yourself with compassion generosity goodwill grace all of those things yeah. so it's not a fancy yeah. word it's not and we actually when we did that uncoupling podcast not the number two up number 200 on our uh, betrayed addicted expert podcast we did get a lot of comments that were like, why did you just, you know, make a fancy word up? And I'm like, we didn't make it up. And it isn't saying we're not getting worse. For me, it was like, I, I've never felt failure. Even yes, I have this percentage of the failure, failure, mm -hmm. but ah. it just seems like, although not my next step, it's turned into, oh, this is absolutely my next step. I just didn't see it. Right. And, and doing this work is going to also prepare you just for moving forward in, in a growth mindset, like for your dating relationships now, yes. because if you, if you do not consciously uncouple, you're going to reactionary, you're going to be reactive, which yeah. is to repeat. And we don't yes. want to repeat. We want, we, oh my gosh. we don't want to repeat. Yeah. Well, and so we don't want to repeat. So we talked about this before we started recording of putting the energy into, I don't want to repeat. I don't want a partner. I don't want the same kind of marriage. Like that's how I started it. Right. Like I don't want another person who's had an addiction. I don't want this. I don't. So I'm putting my energy into some negative uh -huh. force. And the minute I switch that to and it, this is part of that uncoupling process is to talk about what you want. And I have a gigantic list 
And as I continue to date, guess what? The list grows. Oh, right. Because I'm like, oh, I love that they did that. I want that. I want that all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And so it's been a really beautiful way to put my energy into, I don't know what the future looks like. And in that messy middle, the phrasing is ridiculous and it takes hold of us and we fall out of, you know, we're just like frantic. You saw me in the messy, frantic stage. But when I could let go of the futurizing, do this, this work of just letting go for real, uh, like this says, freedom is what you do with what's been done to you. Uh-huh. And a lot of my life, things have, things have been done to me. I have not caused the doing. <laughs> and so there's plenty of room for me to be victim. Plenty. Um, John Paul Sutra said that, by the way. Um, so instead of saying what is happening to me or why is this happening to me? It's why is this happening for me? That was August Gold. So like little nuggets like that, just reframing and putting our energy in the right place. Absolutely. And if, if you really sit down and do this work, the work doing, doing this work won't allow you to look at your partner. It's really just all looking at yourself. Like it won't even allow you to do it. Oh, it's so true. And that's, what's funny is like every book you read, that's like a relationship book. Guess what? It's not about, it's not about your relationship. Not about the other person ever, ever, ever. (laughs) It totally is. Um, let's see the happily even after where it becomes divorce is a win-win for all and making spoken agreements making like Mm -hmm. for me the the biggest freedom was me um like I have it on my phone it's my screensaver I would get really wrapped up in the emotional energy of my former partner so you can see says my energy is my own and it's a reminder to breathe to ground and to zoom out. And when I could zoom out oh, and say, okay, I'm no longer with this person. There's no part of me that will ever have a relationship with him again. So why am I getting defensive? Why am I feeling these mm-hmm. really, well, of course I'm feeling him because he was once my best friend, no right. longer. And so I could let that go and zoom out and go, oh, I actually don't need to be defensive. I can just respond with a thumbs up. I do a lot of thumbs up and I do a lot. (laughs) And he knows you um, well enough to know like, okay, she's not going here, you know? Nope. And I've changed a lot of patterns, a lot of patterns in our former relationship because I'm just unwilling to go to that dance. And he knows, he knows me the best. He he can make me play that dance. He knows you the best. I'm like, no, I'm good. And so part of doing this work too is really identifying because 20 years is a long time. You know each other, you know, you know, um, I had a couple this last week and I loved, he said, I know my partner. It's like, it's like our dog. I know where he likes to be scratched. And conversely, we know where the weak points are because after 20 years, you know, those things. So a big part of doing this work is, is about your boundaries. And I know that um, we talked a lot about, okay, uncoupling is you've got to look at your own boundaries with, with touch, with passwords, with creating, you know, you're saying my energy 
but it's also re like my space, my right. And honoring yeah. so you can you know it and set boundaries. Yeah. What's funny, Amy, is that I legit just changed another password like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and we're like officially divorced, not been living together for more than 10 months. I just, I forget like, oh wait, I can't, I'm not in, I need to protect myself. And I forget still. Ashlyn, you and me both, I've been divorced now 10 years. He's still, you know, I, I, you know, probably know that he's, he's not listening. He knows all my, he knows what I would. And I don't, I don't put that much energy into like, yeah. okay, I need to, but, but setting those boundaries, that is important. It is. And I'm going to just say, I manifested the life I'm living right now yes. with my password. Yes. <laughs> and he will, he yeah. will never guess it. Never, ever. But I was like, what could I pick that would be? <laughs> I need, I'm going to, that is my intention today. I'm going to change my password and manifest as you have because, whoo, yeah, good stuff. It, I will not tell you my password, everyone nope. listening, but, but just know that I absolutely manifested in thinking, what will he never guess and what do I want? And I got it. Yes, you did. So, go change your password, everyone, even if you're happily married and get with the what life you want. want with what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty freeing. Okay, Miss Amy. Um, so if we, if, I mean, you get clients all the time who are coming to you and they're saying, well, are we doing that? What is the next step? Is this like, how do you direct them? What are the first steps when you're, when divorce is on the table? Well, the, the most important thing, I think, I mean, I'm going to say this in every single context is slow down, mm. slow down, slow down, slow down, and take these steps to be really curious about, um, about like when you have all of these notes, um, what are my fears? How are my, you know, really getting curious. And what I really love about this book in particular is that she has so like the questions that if you, if you sit down and go through her questions, um, so if that will give you a good look at, all right, what are my reasons really that I'm staying? And staying a long time, I can say when I got really honest with my own work and my own what are the story? What's the story I'm telling myself? And what are my negative beliefs underlying that story? Um, yeah. I compromised and betrayed myself as a result of my fear of the story I was telling myself about oh my gosh. the yeah. shame of divorce, the fear of being alone, the so mm -hmm. getting. Yeah, I mean, I the exact same. Like, I don't regret staying as long as I did. However, I look back at my journal from 2019 and 2020 and I knew, I knew he was on his way out. I, I, I betrayed myself by, I trusted my intuition. I was writing it down. I was coming to him. I was going to therapy, but I was letting logic tell me 
ignore ignore the feelings because logically look at what's going on everything looks good but also the fear the fear like for me um I kind of allowed myself yeah I'm I'm working through this for my family like patting myself on the back instead of really getting honest with what if no one will ever love me again Oh my gosh. Okay. I read all my fears from 2019 because I would do the fear journal, right? So fear, here's uh-huh. all my fears, and stories I'm telling that are feeling my brain. I got to get them out. And then I'm going to find some truth and then I'm going to find my needs. Right. But my fears, like some of those fears came true. <laughs> fear of being alone. Here I am alone. Uh, the fear of getting divorced. The fear of I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my business. I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to lose so much. And here I am. And so what would you say about um, the fear? I think it's, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So for me, it was important for me to see all that fear. Like I, I was in a really good place in 2019. And yet here I would have these things bubble up, which for me is a very big indicator. I don't feel safe. I don't feel something's Mm -hmm. off, right? Like it's not just Ashlyn's crazy. No, something's off in my relationship that's causing me to have some old stuff bubble up, right? So number one, that. Um, Number two, fears don't mean they're true. So those things weren't true then, right? And we still had a really great year and a half after that. But um, what I know is that I wasted a lot of energy worrying about the future rather than living in the day. And that's how I am now. Like if I sit and think about the future, especially when oh. I'm dating someone, oh, yeah. like yeah. What, what a waste of time. You have to. And that is, you know, the beauty of life unraveling is surviving by the present moment and then you realize wow this is the secret to having a happy life by just being right here and not in my past not in my future like the the beauty of life unraveling and having to be just okay right here that's living your best life it really is and it's the freedom for me I feel like so it was, yes, I had those fears. Yes. Some of them came true. I was a hundred percent stronger than I realized and more skilled. Right. And we're all that way. We all think we can't handle something. And we've all said, Oh, if that happened to me, I could never blah, blah, blah. And then it happens. And guess what? You pick yourself up and you do it. And let's just say if, if who, whomever is listening, be really careful with the things that you say, okay, I would never just yeah, I agree <laughs> with those things because lots of <laughs> those things I said those you, things <laughs> so that's black and white thinking and I definitely lived in that space so I don't live in that space now I live in my day and I think it drives some people crazy when they see me like when I'm dating and they're like but what about the future and what about this and what about that and I'm like I don't even care. Like, I'm so happy right now. I love that. And I'm, I'm safe and I'm making good choices. So I'm good. So I love that commitment 
to yourself. And that's, that's one of the things, um, one of the questions in the book that I love is what commitments do you wish your partner had made yeah. to you and how can you make that commitment to yourself? And I love that. Yeah. And one, another part that helped me was all the resentments that I was not even uh, acknowledging little things. So I have, that's, I think step four of the conscious uncoupling. And so to write all those down and to realize I can release them because I'm releasing this part. So if you stay in a marriage and you, and you have that list of resentments, what power to go and say, guess what? I didn't realize it, but I've definitely been holding on to all of this and it's my work to undo, but here's your role. And, and taking, I love that. That's that just taking that rotting space into growth. It's, you didn't realize those resentments were there until nope. you did the but work. They were walls. Yeah, they, I could, and now I see them. And um, like I said, I still feel this one wall. What am I going to do? I got to get that wall down. And my current therapist, Cameron, he's like, it will come down when you feel safe. Like, don't worry about it. And it has. Oddly enough, like it couldn't come down in my marriage, but it's come down with someone new. I love that. Which blows my mind. I love that making a list of your resentments though, because that's, if you stay, that is never helpful. That's that bitterness. That's no. such unnecessary crap that, you know, get rid of that. Identify it, but you yeah. have to identify what they are. Right. Yep. And that makes me think of like, sometimes we're, we're very aware of our resentments. It's the stuff we're telling our girlfriends or our guy friends, right? Why the heck are you not telling your person? So because those stages of grief, and I, I really love the honoring the stages of grief with our relationship because denial, and maybe if we say them out loud, you know, our own fears. Yeah. Okay. So if, um, I will say this one last thing, cause I've had a lot of people say, you know, it must be nice that you guys are amicable, but this would never work for us because I have a partner who's horrible or who's, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios when it comes to separation or staying married or divorce. Um, I did this work and my partner didn't. So yes, we are amicable but we did a very different process to uncouple. Well, and do I dare say something that could be, I think it can always be amicable because this is what is inside of you. Mm -hmm. um, it's the letting go. It's the and saying, it can like, always they're horrible. Be they're not showing up. It's it. I feel like it can always be amicable because it's the relationship, the space that it's holding within you, you know. And if you, if you realize you're talking, you know, you're talking negatively, that's the alarm that that's not within yourself. Like that's. But I, I really think you can have that space of love and grace. And oh yeah, I don't know Which, what he's doing. I don't know if he's talking. I, I don't know what. I don't know if it's. Like amicable, but does not mean you're still best friends. Right. And I think that's where people get confused. They're like, wait, you guys don't talk every day? And I'm like, no, he's not my best friend. 
And that's great if that's how it works for you. But I had to disassociate and work through and be like, sorry, but I can't continue to have that kind of relationship because I want to move on. Mm-hmm. And it was too hard for me. So different for everyone. But the fact that Amy and Amy doesn't need to disclose her whole story, but the fact that she's saying she can be amicable is a big deal. She ha- you have your kids 100% of the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yes. But it's even, I love the, when years go by and you're not talking to your sister's best friends about, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. Like, yeah, I'm, we're good because I'm good. Yes. Yes. And so make your future self proud, right? Show up as this. I do want to say with anybody, I have learned this more through dating and relationships ending that you learn more about a person the way you break up. Mm. And so, you know, this is like, I say like my past 10 years, it's okay. I've learned who somebody is more in the way that the breakup happens. And so really using that same thing with yourself in this uncoupling process of what do you want to, who do you want to be? Yeah. Who is it that you most want to be? And what, um, if you were to say, I, the, I can learn about myself, who I want to be, the way that I am coupled with love and grace and compassion and all those things. Um, that's being your best self. Yeah. You're, and you get to curate the life you want. Yeah. Even when your circumstances are absolute crap. Right? <laughs> yes. So, all right. Thank you, Amy, as always. And if you are in that position at all of uncertainty, go grab the book, do the work. Don't just read it, do the work. Do, and everyone should do this work because it's just, what is the story you're telling yourself? What are your negative mm-hmm. core beliefs? What are your fears? What are your resentments? We all have them. Yeah, definitely. All right. Take care. Okay, same. enjoy enjoy i'm changing my password today manifest i'll tell you what it is you have to to give me a clue yeah okay okay thank you ashlyn thanks for being here with me today whether i was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.